It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleach Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And once again, joined by Landon McCool. He's at McCoolBTB. Coming up on today's show, we preview the Cowboys matchup against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. We're going to be talking about how the Cowboys can block the Eagles' edge rushers without Tyron Smith. Uh, Where can you pick on their defense? Can the Cowboys get pressure on Carson Wentz? And so much more. But Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm ready to kind of move on and and start talking about uh, some some different stuff other than what what happened last week. That's true. so one real quick thing before you jump into this. Uh, I know at Locked On Eagles, they've been uh, using this whole week as the Cowboys Hate Week. And they've been every week of the show, they've or every episode of the show, they've been talking about famous Eagle games in which they beat the Cowboys, which kind of led me to thinking about this. Um, I don't care about rivalry games as much as it seems like other people do. People get really fired up for Cowboy-Eagles games, but I do don't care about the rivalry as much. I, it's just one other game. Do you kind of feel the same way, or do you get fired up when you see a certain opponent on the schedule? Uh, you're absolutely crazy. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah, I guess I don't absolutely. care. Absolutely, Man, I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, I mean, more, more when I was younger, but even so now, like, I, I mean, the only thing... <clears throat> the only thing that I would feel more emotionally strong strongly about than the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl maybe is the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, see, Bowl. I'm not that way at all. I, I mean, it's, it's not like I'm rooting for the Eagles. I just probably I don't not. care. Probably not. That's probably not true, but it's but close to that. I, I, I mean, but I, 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 like, seriously, like, you don't feel anything, like, in even a, an emoticon of more, uh, of, like, a angry face, not even, like, a little bit of extra hatred for the, for the Eagles or the, the Washington team or New York. A little bit more to the one in New York, but spe- especially the uh, the other team in Pittsburgh is the, it was really the other team I have a lot of animosity towards. But all right, let's jump into it. Are you ready? I, I'm sorry. I, I I know people are going to tune us out because I, of my hot takes I, no, against he, the rivalries. But let me. I will get to this point though that the the Eagles fans like they live. I mean, they live more for beating the Cowboys than anything else. Like they're obsessed. way more than the Cowboys so, fans like that, care about the Eagles. That, yeah, absolutely. If that's if that's if that's your overall point, then that is absolutely true. Like they they can't get over it. Whereas we approach the week as like, okay, we're playing this team. God, we hate them. Like they can't get over it. They just want to talk about how much they hate Cowboys fans and Cowboys like all week. It's like. All right, we we'd like to talk about the football game. Maybe that's why we win all of them. I, the game, they so. they were worshiping that forty four to six win, and I think it was what two thousand eight. Did the Eagles even go to the uh, the NFC Championship game that year? 
I don't even think they did. I mean, if they if they did, I guarantee you they lost it. Yeah, so, so I mean, whatever. All right. Anyways, Let, yeah, let's, let's jump into the show. Uh, let's not be like them and talk about them. Let's talk, yeah, let's talk about our yeah, we team. We sound like a bunch of high school girls. All right, so let's jump let's right talk, in. Let's talk about the Eagles fans. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right, so yeah. let's talk about the Cowboys offensive line. Uh, today, Jane Slater said that the Cowboys are not expecting to have Tyron Smith in this game, they are expecting to play Byron Bell, which I, that kind of shocks me because I, I don't, I'm not sure why they wouldn't go with Chaz Green because Byron Bell was just as bad, if not worse, on Sunday. But it does sound like Byron Bell is going to be going up against Vinnie Curry and Brandon Graham. How do you expect Bell to handle those guys, and what do you expect the Cowboys to do to help him on that left side? Well, I mean, I think part of the reason that they may have been making this call this way is that First of all, we and we talked. I mean, if anyone's listened to either How About Them podcast or yesterday's podcast of this podcast, plug, um, yeah, plug. <laughs> uh, we talked about the fact that you know part of the issue was that they had uh, an incorrect view of what they had as their backup left tackle because of you know past performance. You know, like, and I think that they clearly have now reevaluated the situation and decided to. Instead of you know assuming normal level of competence, that they're going to assume incompetence and probably spend the whole week, you know, preparing for having to deal with having left tackle uh, Byron Bell or whatever. Now, like you know, we're still hearing from Fish, and I and I know Fish is kind of backed down from this all as well. That that you know they're still trying to get him some work to try to you know maybe try to get him as sun in as sun uh, as a like a last minute go. So, but I guess my whole thing is that my whole thing this whole week with 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 Tyron has been what is the what's the mindset that you got to be in as the coach, right? right? Like at this point, do you have to assume he's not playing and prepare that way, and then if he plays, you could still give him the same level of help that you might have given the other guys, just because you know it's already in the game plan and he he might need it because he's going to be beat up. I think that that's really, you know, ultimately why they wanted to make this call early is because at some point when the game planning becomes practice, like you need to know whether you're game planning your your protections with your your all pro left tackle or without him. And and if you just make the conscious decision to say, okay, I'm calling it right now. We need to make we need a game plan to provide extra protection for Dak because we don't think that that we're going to get Tyron. Then that's probably a decision that they'd rather err too far on that side than obviously what happened on Sunday. So really quickly, can you break down Byron Bell's strengths and weaknesses as a tackle? I mean, I know heading into the season, I, I was not a big fan of, of him as a tackle. I thought he was a better guard. Uh, I know he has some movement issues, especially when he gets too heavy. But what are Bell's strengths and weaknesses really quickly? Well, I mean, I think that you're going to see, first off, just to lead off with them, I think you're going to see a better version of Byron Bell than you did last week. I mean, you have to give... I understand that he's a veteran, but I mean, you have to think of it from Byron Bell's perspective. He wasn't even getting, I mean, he was getting probably second team reps and probably getting reps at a couple different spots because he is kind of a swing guy. And and I think, you know, they've kind of kept him at tackle. But I remember when they signed him, I, I assumed that he was going to be part of the mix at left guard. Which he was to start. Um, and, and, and he was, I guess, to a certain degree, but they didn't seem interested in keeping him there. So, um, you know, I, I think that what you get with Byron Bell is you get a guy who's got starting experience and a lot of it, frankly. You know, I mean, for 
for a guy that we picked up off the street the way we did. Um, I think if you give him a, a week of practice uh, and and you know g- get him ready to play, then I don't. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I don't. I, I mean, I I think he's probably. Uh, I, I I mean, I, it's hard for me to uh, you know articulate how good he is because I I'm having a hard time believing what I'm seeing with 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 Chaz Green too. So it's sure. like. I mean, you know, the, the problem was is that to me, Chaz Green was a really good backup left, a really good backup swing tackle, or at least that's what we saw all, uh, up until Sunday night. So uh, Byron Bell, I would say, is, you know, probably comparable to what you would see around the league as most teams swing tackle. You know, I, he's going to have some issues. He's He's got some flaws to his game, like most players do. Um and I and I think you kind of nailed it where he's 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 you know he's got a, he's had weight problems and he he had to get his weight down in order to to join the team actually, um, and so but he is you know kind of a nimble for a guy his size he's he, it's I've noticed when I watched his tape before when we signed him that he seems to be a top heavy guy when when he's like that he's got kind of like slender lower body, mm-hmm. uh, but which means that he isn't so much powerful but he can. He can move pretty well for a guy his size. You know, he's 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 nimble-ish for a guy his size. So, I haven't really seen a ton of him at his new weight. You know, so like really the you know the snaps we saw at training camp and then in the game were really all we've seen. So I'm interested to see a little bit more of what we're going to get out of him. Um, but I also think that you know that we can expect some help there because you know, like I said, they're clearly going into the situation. Knowing what they've got with Byron Bell, uh, maybe a little bit better, and you know, preparing for helping him, no matter how good he is. Coming up on today's show, still, we're going to talk about how the Cowboys can get pressure on Carson Wentz, and we will have our final predictions at the end of this show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys' ability to run the ball on the Eagles. When I was studying tape this week, I mean, Timmy Jernigan is an absolute animal, and we know how good Fletcher Cox is, but uh, the the trading of Timmy Jernigan was a huge boost to the run defense. I'm a little worried that the Cowboys aren't going to be able to create uh, a ton of holes for Alfred Morris to run through. I, I do think the Eagles second level players because of uh, the Jordan Hicks injury. I think if you can get to the second level, I think you can make plays, but the Eagles have a pretty good front four. So what do you expect from the Cowboys on the ground? And do you think they can have any type of success versus the Eagles on uh, on the ground? I think that, you know, on the ground is it's going to be tough sledding. I mean, these guys are very much, you know, the very, very much the part of the, you know, Leading rush defense in the NFL. I mean, I think we've we've seen that title be thrown around to a couple of different teams that we played the last two years at at different various points of the season, and you know sometimes it was kind of just well, who was doing the least bad this week, you know, basically, or who had played the fewest teams that basic that run the ball, and they were the NFL rushing defense, you know, title holders. Right. But 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 Philadelphia is 
very much a legit run stopping team. Um, you know, they've that defensive line is uh, second to really nobody as far as when you talk about the rotation of the guys that they can put in there. I mean, they've got uh, they're three deep at, at basically all all four spots. Um, and and uh, and they. And they I, have I like the guys. forty. So, They've got know. Chris Long and Derek Barnett coming off the bench. I mean, that, that's a pretty good well, back I, I of mean, guys. I meant I meant those as the second deep for uh, for each one of the yeah. four spots. Yeah. So I I think that yeah they they go real deep. And so, um, one thing that I think that you know the the Cowboys are going to have to expect is that you know uh, uh, an already an already uh, interesting you know matchup running game either way is is probably going to be a little bit more difficult than it probably was going to be i mean they still were trying to figure out they're still trying to figure out how what the run game is without ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. and now they got to face basically the best run defense in football so um it, i i think it's obviously going to be tough sledding they're going to need to try to manufacture points and and on uh, uh you know through other means as well i i think that likely they're going to need to find a way to pass to set up the run in this game because I just don't know how much, you know, like you said, if they're going to run, they're probably going to need to find a way to run outside. Which could Um, be Dak. And I I, I think Dak's rushing ability is going to be important in this one. I mean, I'm not saying to have him carry the ball 12, 15 times a game, but do they need to run a little bit more read option? Do they need to run more naked bootlegs and that kind of stuff to try to see if they can get themselves into manageable second and third downs? I I I tend to think that, I mean, there there's going to be elements of that because you're going to probably want to spread them out and then try to run the ball a little bit, because um, you might get a little bit better, you know, run. You might get a little bit better personnel matchups in the run game if you get them like in four wide and maybe run, uh, you know, like a like a zone read like right. you talked about. But but I also think that, um, you know, I think you can have success. Um, and because I think you know, we have it, they started to have some success doing this last week. Uh, you know, doing some more power stuff to the outside, and and maybe this means that you start, you start, you use a little bit more Darren McFadden because mm. he can do some of that stuff outside a little better than other people. I think, or I mean, you know, Rod Smith could probably do that as well. But um, it's it's, I think it's one of those things where you really just kind of. You, you need to be you need to be creative with what you're doing and and, and but also I mean understand there the fans need to understand that they're still kind of trying to feel out what works with the the team you know constructed the it way the way it is currently so I I think that they the Cowboys need to find a way to get the passing game going uh, as a stabilizing force until the the uh, you know, until the run game can get establish itself, and I, and honestly, I think that that that's that lines up with what you want to do against this defense, anyways. Right. Um, really quickly before we talk about the Eagles' offense, uh, we've been talking a lot of uh, heaping a lot of praise on the Eagles' defense, but I do think they can the Cowboys can challenge them on the outside. I, I know Patrick Robinson's having a great career, a great career, a great season. Uh, Jalen Mills is an okay cornerback, and they may be getting Ronald Darby back this week, but if Dez and Cole Beasley are healthy. I'm pretty confident that they can have a lot of success against these cornerbacks because Robinson's more of a guesser and he is not a super physical cornerback. I think Dez can uh, outmuscle him a little bit, and I don't think they tr- have a true slot cornerback that can match up with Cole Beasley. So, uh, any real quick thoughts on the Eagles secondary? 
Well, I mean, I think that you know the one thing you have to remember with the Eagles secondary is that at times they will tr- uh, drop down um, uh, Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, yep. to do some covering in the slot, and he is you know one of the best in the league. And and you know a couple of years ago he really was good at shutting down Beasley, and I, I'm interested to see if that you know how that works out just because of his length and his athleticism makes it difficult for Beasley. But I do think that, you know, the Cowboys are going to need to find a way to get Beasley going because I think he is going to be a key, key option in all this where if they could find a way to get him open in those situations where he's getting one-on-one situation, one-on-one, you know, matchups, uh, he's going to be a key part of, you know, t- picking up some of the slack and moving the, just, you know, helping to move the ball to kind of convert the, the convert third downs and, and not even just that, but in an early downs now too, because right. you just not, you're just not sure what you're getting in the run game. Before we get to the Eagles offense, uh, let's just take a second to remind you guys to please go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, uh, go to the at Locked on Cowboys. Uh, on Twitter, I have the link for you guys to click right on. Uh, leave a review and your Twitter handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus ad subscription. You'll have access to NFL player grades, snap counts, and positional ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, and charts, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and stats, fantasy DFS and NFL draft articles, along with team and player pages pages featuring PFF signature stats again all you guys have to do is leave a review and your twitter handle and you'll be eligible to win a free pro football focus ad subscription is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's talk about that Eagles offense. They are led by Carson Wentz, who a lot of people think is the early uh, front runner to win MVP. Uh, my question is, can the Cowboys get pressure on Carson Wentz? That right side of their offensive line is excellent. Lane Johnson's playing fantastic again this year. Uh, Kelsey, the center, is having another all-pro type of season. I think they can get pressure on that left side with Vitaly and uh, Wisniewski. Um, I, I don't love either of those guys, so I'm, I'm curious. Do you think the Cowboys are going to uh, shift their defensive alignment at all? Do you expect Lawrence to get the majority of his snaps against Lane Johnson, or do you think they're going to try to find the mismatch they want to try to uh, to get in this game? So I've been thinking about this all week, and, and I've watched a, a lot of, of uh, uh, you know, of Eagles football just, you know, because obviously interest. And I, like I told you, I, I, I love to watch them lose. Um, so uh, so this hasn't been, hasn't been a great season. So, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, when I watch their offensive play, offense play, and, and I especially when I look at what we've got going on defensively, and you tell me if if you think I'm crazy, but to me, I would play almost, I would play a ton of this game in Deacon defense. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, yep, because be, just because of the way they uh, they run their 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 plays, the way that you know, their offense is run, the ball gets out I of the hands quick. Want, with Wentz all the yeah, time. Yeah, you 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 want a lot of speed on the field. You want you want to close up the holes of uh, in the back end quickly. They're going to run the ball. They're going to try and run the ball on you. Um, but I think that, you know, if 
if you could figure out a way to, uh, you know, I, I, listen, uh, from what I've seen, and I don't really have any stats stats to back this up currently, but from what I've seen a lot with the Eagles, they get put in third and long situations a lot. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they get put into third and, and six or eight a lot of times, and then are but are still converting at an incredible rate. Like I think it's like they're they're over close to fifty percent, I think, um, or over fifty percent even. Um, and I think that you know they that is something that that could be used to exploit. If Dallas can find a way to kind of slow the run game initially, and then just do enough to keep them from converting the third downs, which obviously you know eight teams have not been able to do that. <laughs> but 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 I I think that to me I like as far as like what what I feel like matches up better. I have more concerns about beating this, their defense than beating their offense. I I really do think that there's areas where you can apply pressure on him. Uh, You can, that, that like, you know, he's been living, they've, they've been living a lot on big plays, you know, and, and, and like, and, and, and I think that's what Dallas specializes is not giving up the big plays. Yeah. And I think if they can find, see, I think that the, the one way that Dallas wins this game and and I think it it matches up for the, for both sides of the matchup is if Dallas can play more efficient and and be like but efficiently score, um and, and then be efficient on defense just like you know and I think that they can I think that they can win this game because I don't know that if you make Carson Wentz as good as Carson Wentz's numbers look at times he hasn't had to throw the ball a ton. You know, and, and he's done a lot of this, you know, with huge touchdown numbers, but not a lot of actually like not a lot of actual attempts, which which I know it doesn't sound like a negative. But right. but at the same time, I, I think it, what, what I'm saying is that I think there's something there if you make Carson Wentz throw the ball a lot. And I think that if you can find a way to be efficient on offense and play your game at least well enough that you can make them, you know, continue to to score, to have to score and then try to just kind of keep it all in front of you, just do not allow the big play. I I you know, Wentz I think will still give the ball up to you. Uh I think he you know, you could still get turnovers from from him. I I just think that that there is there is a path to victory here. I I know a lot of people have kind of given given it up because they see what what the the Kansas what what their offense has done, but I think I would point back to what what we did against Kansas City. And I think the Kansas City's offense is probably the closest thing that you're going to see in the NFL to Philly's offense. Right. So I, I think that we've had some success there. I just think that you know, without Sean Lee, you're going to need to tinker with how you go about doing it a little bit. I think. Right. So here's the key to their offense, and it, it has been all season long: is can you find a way to slow down Zach Ertz? Because he's really the guy that Carson Wentz is looking to on all those third downs. Um, Last year, in the first game, he had just four catches for 19 yards against Dallas. Byron Jones played a fantastic game. Uh, then in his second game, and I know this game didn't mean much for Dallas, but I went back and watched it. Uh, Byron played almost exclusively against Ertz in the final game of the season, and Ertz caught 13 passes for 139 yards or 139 yards and two touchdowns. So if the Cowboys can find a way to slow down Ertz, they will be fine on defense because that's his that's his number one target. I know they have Alshon Jeffrey. I'm not that afraid of Alshon anymore. I, I, I just 
he's not a consistent enough receiver to kill you in the same way that, you know, Julio Jones can. But uh, Ertz is really the big weapon. Uh, you need to try to force to have force Torrey Smith and Nelson Aguilar to beat you. Um, and they should be okay. So any last thoughts on the Eagles offense before we go right into our predictions? No, I mean I think that I think that it's a great week to have a woozy back mm-hmm. because I think he gives you another guy that can you know mix it up a little bit more with Ertz, um, so you can do more kind of combination stuff if you want. But yeah, I think that I agree with about Alshon, especially if he's got a little bit of a nicked up ankle. It always seems like whenever he ha- is a little nicked up, he really can't play well right. with it. Like he's so I, I I yeah I agree. He's just one of those guys who, when all things are great. Like he's great, but all things are rarely great for Alshon all the time. And so he, whenever he gets a little bit nicked up or things go a little against his way, it's it's like he kind of folds a little bit. So hopefully that continues. All right, let's go ahead and do our predictions in this game. I think that, unfortunately, I think this is another game where the Cowboys are going to struggle to score points. Uh, the Eagles' offense is one of the best in the league right now. And when you take away Sean Lee, it, it's trouble so I think this is going to be a game that the Cowboys have to score 30 points to win I don't see that happening so I'm picking the Eagles to win 31 to 17 what about you Landon who do you got this week I I mean I think I'm taking the Eagles because I mean it, it is like it's this is your first time taking the Eagles to, all year first time or first time taking uh, that's non-cowboy right that is the first time taking the Eagles a, a non-cowboy uh, all year opponent. Yeah, I mean, because I think that this is this whole thing is ridiculous in the first place to try to predict games. But, um, I just like to brag about our record. I mean, what, That's what, all what, what are we predicting? Yeah, which is silly. Um, I, I think that you know, but I, I, listen, I think it's a fifty-fifty game. I mean, I think it's because I think that there, I do, I do think that there are ways that Dallas, if they could play their game on defense. Uh, which you know maybe they can't maybe that's just not possible without Sean Lee, but um, if they could find a way to to you know get stops on defense, uh, just a couple stops, and then just really you know get some success moving the ball you know in a in a kind of you know if if they could find a way to get the short short uh, passing game going initially, I think that will open things up for the running game a little bit. I do think that there are things that they can do to manufacture. Uh, yardage in the run game um and and i think that they can find a way Dak can find a way um especially with a little bit i mean if you look at what happened last week uh you know once when when he did get opportunities to 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 throw the ball he was great so i think you know with another with a week of actually preparing to you know make sure that they have they have the protection that he needs uh whether that means sliding protection over and then having a running back you know kick off the other side whatever that means I, I think that it is possible for this for the Cowboys to win this game it, it is not like a hopeless situation at all um, but I do think that I mean I, it's it's not unreasonable at all to, to think that the Cowboys uh, are, are the underdogs here because the Eagles are playing fantastic they haven't shown any kind of uh, of real letdown in the games yet but I do think that there are things about the way that the Eagles play that May have not reared their ugly head yet, but might. Right, and and, and I'm hoping that 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 stuff sh- you know shows its way to to the to the surface uh, in Dallas. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll be back on Tuesday to review the Cowboys game against the Eagles. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great weekend, everybody. Go Cowboys.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.